Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Parenting for a Change podcast. This is Matt Densky. I'm sitting here with my friend, Rob Marks. How are you? <laughs> Fellow pastor here at Fellowship Greenville. And if you're uh, tuning in for the first time or you're a repeat, this is the Passing on Faith series that we're in. And we are in our third principle of what that looks like of how to pass on faith as parents. And this is focusing on instilling knowledge. Thanks for joining. All right, Matt. So let's jump into number three on our list of five mm-hmm. of these sports analogies that that the sport analogies also plays into passing on your faith. And yes. the number yes. three getting a little tongue tied over yeah, there. <laughs> a little bit. That's all right. The number three is uh, to instill knowledge. Yes, or to pass on. Yeah, knowledge. instill knowledge, pass on knowledge. Well, well, let's talk about it in the sports analogy first, and then yeah. we'll jump over and talk about it in the faith part of it. Yeah, so the idea is really like, you know, you've – so going off our principle number one to pass on faith, you, you started them young or you started them wherever they're at, right. like whatever age they're at. And and so, you know, they've been exposed to things that are beyond their comprehension. You, you sit a toddler down in front of a football game, they're not going to understand right. all the intricacies. So, so knowing that, knowing their age, you don't really even – Try to explain it. It's they're just there. You're just you're, enjoying you're it. pulling them into the lifestyle, and then that would move to normalizing in your home. It becomes routine. It becomes rhythm. It becomes tradition. It becomes right. DNA of your family. It's the culture of your home, right. your family. And then eventually, though, there is some common spin, common sense. Now I'm getting tongue tied. <laughs> there is some common sense um, connecting the dots of hey, they're old enough right now right. to understand. Uh, levels of comprehension with other things in life that would surely apply to this as well. Yeah. And so so there are these ages where you realize, hey, they would understand that each team on a football team gets four attempts, four downs to try to go 10 yards. Right. You might have to explain the difference between yards and feet or whatever, but but they are understanding, hey, there is something going on here that I'm able to understand. So it's in those moments you would begin to explain what a down is, why there's four, what, what is a first down, Right. 10 yards, and how many yards is an entire football field, right. and all sorts of those things would connect the dots between what they've observed and now understanding the comprehension of the rules, the knowledge that you're helping them get. Right, so if, if, if you're listening to the podcast, you're either a sports person or you're not a sports person. If you're a sports person... You're like me. You've probably sat with other sports people and you've watched. It doesn't matter whether it's basketball, baseball, football, or whatever the sport is. And you've watched it with someone who doesn't get everything and they start asking questions. And and in that moment, I'm never offended by that. I'm never like, well, I don't want to take the time to explain this to you. You actually find joy because you, mm-hmm. it's a part of the game. Yeah, you right? love it. Like, yeah, I want to explain yeah. to you. Let me. This is how it works. This is how. This is what a pass interference call, and this is what this is. Yeah. And you explain it. If you're not a sports person, which would be me, right? You yeah. understand that. Man, there's a you watch a sport and there's a bunch of stuff that you don't get, and you also recognize that like it would be helpful if I knew some of those things in order to enjoy that sport yeah. and understand what it is. But I think one of the points you're bringing up, which is really good, and we've kind of said this before, is like, okay, so you're a sports person, I'm not. Um, the funny part is, I, f- I feel like I'm I'm the one who always tries to explain what the sports. parallel sports <laughs> principle <laughs> to the faith principle is, but um, but I'm not. However, you know the things I'm passionate about. To your point, I do love talking about. Right. So, so actually, you know, in real life here, your son, yeah, 
has recently gotten into backpacking yeah. and hiking. And, man, that's my world. And he's come to me so many times to talk through gear yeah, oh, yeah. and fabric material and what would be best for this rain he's jacket and what kind of sleeping bag and, and what trails and yep. all sorts of stuff. And uh, and I love talking about that. Like, I yep. never get annoyed of, like, Ugh, someone else who doesn't know anything about right. <laughs> This stuff, once my opinion, no, I, I enjoy it. And I think that's what you're getting at is like when you're passionate about the subject matter, you delight to talk about, about it. Right. Yeah. So I told you before we started this, like I, we were living in Australia for a while and they do Aussie rules football, which is not our football. And they do cricket, which is not baseball. It's kind of similar. And if there's a bat and mm-hmm. balls and running, that's about where the similarities yep. end. And I remember riding in the car. I was sitting in the back seat, two Aussie guys in the front seat, and they were talking about the cricket match the day before, which I had watched. And they were, it was like them, they were talking a foreign language to me. They're talking overs and unders and all these things. Like I had no idea. And I remember feeling so lost and out of place because I'm a sports guy and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. And so I wonder sometimes how much our kids, when we start talking about things of faith or not talking about it. That's part of the problem is sometimes mm-hmm. we don't talk about the things of faith. Yeah. You, what's interesting there is you said you watched the game, the cricket game. Right, The right. match. I guess they call it a match. Cricket yes. match. Cricket, cricket match, yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so even even observing it, you still didn't really right. comprehend. And that's kind of what's that's fascinating to me about that story. And even as you're hearing people talk about it, yep. they're familiar with it. You're not. You're still not comprehending. And so, the whole point of of this third principle we're talking about is we believe there is an ability to understand spiritual things, mm-hmm. but it doesn't just happen naturally. Like right. it, it doesn't just happen because they're exposed to it. It happens when someone becomes the bridge, right. who has understanding, and and has the ability to explain what they know. Yep. And in this case it would be parents to children. And and that's one of the so I wanted to ask you, um I, I think a lot of parents have this assumption that if I just expose my children to church, Jesus, right. gospel, Bible, if I just simply expose them, in other words, if I take them to this building once a week and I drop them off in this class or the, or you know, as they get older, maybe they go a couple times a week or or whatever. Uh, if I buy them a Bible, if mm. I, you know, if if we pray before our meals, yep. all this exposure stuff, if if we expose them, they will understand. Yeah. And and I would push back on that a little bit and say, to your point, you watched the cricket game. You lived in a country where cricket yeah. was a sport played often. Yep. And it was a big deal. And you're surrounded by people talking about the, the match, talking right. about cricket, and you're sitting in the back of the vehicle as a 40-something-year-old, right, fully right. grown man, feeling inadequate in your comprehension and yeah. feeling kind of silly there. So exposure does not default towards comprehension. Right. You're exactly right. What you're, The road you're going down is the whole point of this number three, and that is you have to instill knowledge to your kids if you want to pass mm-hmm. on faith. So you have to talk to them about all the parts that go along with faith, not just the... Sure, the Bible stories are are there. Like I've I've talked to people who didn't grow up in the church. Like I know lots of people that grew up in the church and they know Bible stories. We talk to people that don't, and they go, "Well, you you know, you know all the Bible stories," and they're right. Like at some level, I've got a foundation that gives me perspective because I'm in the conversation. I know what we're mm-hmm. talking about, and sometimes I think we forget about that even as a church. We have people that that walk through our doors and they don't necessarily know the foundational parts of what we're talking about. But with our kids. It's something that we have to talk about. We have to instill knowledge, then we have to help them understand 
not just the the Bible stories, but how does that play out? We had to talk about our own faith, like talk about spiritual journeys that you've been on. Talk about times when you, you know, I've said this before, like talk about when you accepted Jesus as your savior. What did that look like mm-hmm. to them? Talk about when you got baptized, like, and why do we do that? Like there's all this instilling knowledge. And I know that this pushes against a thing like parents go, well, I don't know if I know how to do that. Well, sure you do. You know how to tell stories and you know how to talk about the things that you've experienced yourself. That is a part of it. You can't just mm-hmm. expect they're just, they're just going to pick it up. That's the point. They're not just going to pick it up. They'll be exposed to it, but they're likely to going to be confused and not understand. So this instill knowledge part, and again, I think you you know you said it at the very beginning. Like there's a point when you're watching sports. Maybe it's not the first time you watch it, but as you get older and as you've been exposed to it more, it, you start becoming inquisitive. Like what does this mean? Why did they do that? And somebody's got to be there to walk you through and go. This is what this means, and this is why they did that, and here's what. Now, there's also an instilled knowledge here that I want to hit on that's about the passion of the whole sports thing, and that is if you're a Clemson fan, you know, you're going to talk to your kids about players, important players. You're going to talk about events that have happened in the past when we won this national championship mm-hmm. in this game, and I'll never forget it. Like, it's there's, historical. Yeah, there's yeah. some of that instilling knowledge, too, that happens um, I'm, I'm a Reds fan, and I tell my kids all the time about the big red machine that I grew up watching and these players and that player. They don't know who those mm-hmm. people are, but I, I talk about them, and they and I'm giving them history. Right? That is There's, Cincinnati, right? Yes. Correct. That's Cincinnati. But, pretty, pretty good for the non-sports guy. Exactly. Thanks. See, you're yeah. the sports guy. So I think there's an instilling knowledge, too, of that part of it. It's not just the, the, the rules, but it's also the history and, yeah. and those kind of things. Well, that's a great point because – what we're not saying, and I want to make this very clear, is passing on knowledge is not repeating what the rules say. Like that that's not right. That that's parroting, parroting, not parenting, like the same way a parrot would mimic right. someone talking. That's parroting like a list. Right. And that leads to legalism. And I think I think one of the greatest challenges that um, children have um, growing up is is they're seeing like all the efforts that were made by their family to get to this building on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, but they're not seeing any link towards personal life. Right. Like, how, how does going there actually matter in our everyday? How did going there mm-hmm. week after week after week after week define my parents' marriage and how they talked to one another and treated one yep. another, how they uh, treated us and parented us? And, and so exposure and repeating, right. I, I would say, is not is not passing on the knowledge. So... Um, let me ask you this question, Rob. You, you mentioned it earlier. Why do you think uh, parents do not talk about their faith? Like, what are the challenges that parents have that would lead them to a place of like, I'm not talking about my faith. I'm not trying to pass on knowledge. Yeah, it may not even be a lack of desire. It's maybe they just feel kind of stumped in how to do it. But but why why do you think parents don't talk yeah, about their faith? Yeah, I mean, there's two. There's one obvious reason that's because they don't have a faith to talk about. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to hate to go there. I don't want to step on people's toes, but that that's a possibility. I, but I think what I hear from parents is there's a fear there on their part that I'm going to lead my kids down the wrong direction or I'm going to tell them something that's actually not right. Like I don't... Like, like theologically? Yeah, yeah, like theologically. Okay. Like I, I'm not sure I understand this enough to be able to tell them. That's why they feel like, well, I need to, you know, I need to bring them to church and bring them to student ministry where they can tell them because those people are experts and they know what they're supposed mm-hmm. to be, you know, they know the right answers. And so that's the thing I think that most parents feel is 
I don't know. I don't think I feel adequate enough mm-hmm. in my understanding of theology and all those things. What if my kid asks me a question and I don't know the answer to it? Yeah, you know that's the yeah. thing they don't they don't want to get stumped with. And and the parents I've talked to, I've told them it's okay to say, you know what, I don't know Absolutely. that I know the answer to that, Absolutely. but let's find out the answer to that. Yeah, I, I would say I don't have the answers to everything a student asks me, nor you, nor our right. pastor here, Charlie Boyd, and and so yeah, like I, I think. That's completely normal to be able to say, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, in many ways, that makes you more relatable. Right. I So so my thing then is for parents that are out there and you're listening to the podcast, like, where do you start? Mm-hmm. If you're going to instill knowledge, like, where are the base, where's the basic place that you start and where do you go from, from there? Yeah. I think that's good. Um, you mentioned something earlier. I, I, I think, you know, I was thinking about this session and I want to make it very applicable and and kind of right. you know easy for parents to understand. Oh, this is what that would look like. You mentioned something before. I I just have three thoughts about here's what passing on knowledge would look like, could yeah. look like. And one would be start with firsthand experience. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned earlier like the you know uh, historical monumental events for sports fans. They're going right. to be sharing, man, that championship, yeah. man, that buzzer beater, that that time they won I'll that. I'll never forget. Yeah, like yeah. it was just all those, <laughs> you know, um, because people live in the nostalgia of monumental events. And in our faith, there are some monumental events. Mm-hmm. One being, when did you come to believe in right. Jesus? You know, I think I think your children should know what your journey looked like. And yeah. maybe as a parent, you're thinking, oh, dude, I don't want to tell them everything I did. Right, right. <laughs> because I'll lose credibility right. <laughs> as a parent. And, and so, okay, yeah, let me throw you a bone. Some editing some wisdom, sure. uh, some restraint of what you share or when you share. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's totally appropriate depending on their age, depending on whatever you're you're trying to parent them right. uh, into that moment. But but still walking them through, how did you come to know Jesus? And how did you struggle as right. a teenager? Um, did you come to know Jesus way later in life? And, and what was your journey as a teenager like without him? Yep. And um, what what did it, did it look like to experience Jesus and grow in Jesus? Mm-hmm. What has that been like? Like all these first-hand experiences, you're sharing stories. And that to me is a lot of where passing on knowledge can begin. Yeah. And so, you know, imagine, you, you know, a, a, a dad and or a, or a mom and their children watching a, a sport that, that the parents not only love but maybe played when they were younger. Right. I think it'd be pretty rare for those parents to be like, Oh, you don't understand what's happening? Well, here here's what that rule is. Now you understand. Right. I think most parents would kind of go down this road of like, oh man, dude, I, when I was in right. college, we were in this game one time and you know, they're they're leading into I'm teaching them not just by repeating the rules, right, but through my experience Experience. within that sport as I've learned the game. Yeah. And this is going to somehow answer That's great. the question about their their what they're curious about. Yeah, I think um when you say that, it makes me sit and think. One of the things I try to tell my kids is, like, there's a legacy that's going on because I want them to see themselves as being a part of a spiritual legacy. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk about the evidence of my of faith that my mom had shown me. Like, man, she was always in her Bible. She was always journaling. Those were mm-hmm. things that she they could they could see. Like, if they remember back that far, or my grandfather or my great grandfather. I'll talk about those things because. I want them to see that, hey, there's a history here that they're a part of, this lineage of like, hey, there's a lineage of faith that I want you all to step step into. So some of what you do when you – what you're talking about is 
you give them this history, my my experience, but the experiences of people before me that have yeah. passed it on on to me. So you said there were three. Yeah. So so if we're talking about passing on knowledge or instilling knowledge, I, I think you know beginning with experiences, right. firsthand experiences, sharing stories is a great way to do it. I think I think another one would be to kind of like understand your comprehension is going to be by far yep. uh, further along than theirs in their stage of life. But the things that they're wondering about are very, very complex. Right. And so I think the second thing when it comes to passing on faith would be understand how to translate the complex. Okay. So like my son, my oldest son, right now he's really into asking questions right before he goes to bed. Right. So we have a little monitor in his room and he'll kind of walk over to him and be like, Daddy – I say, yeah, buddy. He goes, how is glass made? <laughs> it's like he I need can't, to know this before he can't, I go to sleep. He can't sleep because yeah. he's wondering. He's, he's, how is glass made? How is metal made? Last night he asked me, how many minutes will I sleep tonight? Yeah. How many minutes are in the night? And I said, buddy, I don't know. And he goes, well, will you tell Siri to tell you and tell me in the morning? But, but you know, like let's go back to our sports idea. Um, there are some – if we're watching a football game, you and I were talking about this before the podcast. If we're watching a football game and the, there's one team trying to run the football forward and they get tackled, and instead of lining up again on the line, all of a sudden these guys come out in black and white striped T-shirts and they have this like big yellow triangle with a chain attached to it. Mm-hmm. And they're putting it down next to the football. And both teams are circling around this thing and they're looking very closely. Yeah. And then all of a sudden one of them – one of the black and white striped guys waves his arm and one team cheers really loud. Like, you know in your mind, oh, each team is trying to move the football 10 yards, right. which is 30 feet. And sometimes it's so close that it can't be eyeballed. So you actually you have to measure, measure it yeah. with a first down indicator. And they're trying to see, did they move the ball forward enough to get a first down, which that won't even make sense. Did they move the ball forward enough to get another attempt or yeah. round of attempts? Right. At moving the football further down the field. All of that, like, if you just say what it is, right. oh, the referee has a measuring thing and he's yeah. trying to measure 10 yards. If, if a five-year-old is curious about what's happening, you did not help them understand right. any further. So you're saying in that sense, you want to invite them to ask questions. Absolutely. Invite yeah. them to ask questions, but understand your comprehension is not there. So translate yeah. the complex. Use different language. Like, I've heard Christians sometimes share their stories mm-hmm. in rooms with people that don't have in, any yeah, reference points. I mean, they'll right. be talking about like, man, Jesus has redeemed me and sanctified me through his sacrifice and blood yeah. and man, his propitiatory offering <laughs> that was fully efficacious for my sins and your sins. You yeah. know? And I'm like, dude, no one in this room, like you're, you're speaking beautiful theology right now. Sure. And all accurate. And it's all good right out of Romans 3. But it's, it's like no one is going to understand right. what you're saying. And so – you know, one of the things I was coached up on when I was learning how to share my testimony is don't use any Christianese, mm-hmm. like no Christian language. Right. I mean, point them to Jesus. But other than that, don't talk – don't use words about like, you know, redeemed or or even the word repent. Like mm-hmm. talk about what it means. Man, I was living this life and I turned Turn to it, Jesus. Yeah. But certain words are just not very understandable. And so understand that – your understanding of Jesus, your comprehension, it's probably more mature, sure. more refined. You've heard more sermons. You've had deeper uh, theologies mm. that have been taught to you. Your child doesn't. Yeah. And so you've got you've to translate the complex. You've got to bring it down to their level, Yeah. not water it down, but bring it down to where they can understand it in a really unique way. And one of the greatest aids 
that I think for this would be there are some phenomenal like um, children's Bibles out there that tell these right really complex biblical stories in, in really very simple ways. yeah very simple ways yeah that's awesome yeah I think that's great I, I mean I agree like I I think if you in that moment imagine if you were inviting your kids to ask questions so that you know that they, if your if your goal is so they understand. Mm-hmm. Then you would yeah. allow them to ask questions until you you get a better picture that they get it. Like I get that that they understand it. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, because that is the goal. It's not just to teach everything we know. It's to make sure they understand right. what we know. It would kind of what you're saying is in the sports analogy is if they're measuring for a first down yeah. for those non-sports people. That's yes, what the yes, analogy yes. he was using. If your kids are watching and they go, "What are they doing?" and you just go, "They're measuring for a first down." Yeah, because you're annoyed. Like, I don't even want to. I don't even want to explain this to you. Yeah. Well, then they then they don't get it, and guess guess what? They become super disinterested because mm-hmm. they go, "Well, I don't even understand yeah. what's going on here." So we definitely don't want to do the same thing with faith. We go, "No, man, I want to take time to yeah. sit down and explain it to them." So, yeah. so so I was gonna say, like, um, you know, one time my oldest, this was maybe a year and a half ago, he was having a meltdown. I mean, a, a big emotional melt. I sure. can't even remember what it was about. And I found myself as a parent doing what most parents do. I was irritable. I was frustrated. Yeah. I was annoyed. And I kept telling him, calm down, buddy. Calm down. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> buddy, it calmed. And it kind of dawned on me in that moment, you're telling a four-year-old to do something that he doesn't actually know what mm-hmm. what calm means. Yeah. He may have reference points, but that vocabulary word that's that's kind of an advanced understanding. Right. What, what does calm mean compared to what? Like right. he's so young, and it was like the spirit spoke to me in that moment, and and through a lot of empathy and patience, I just saw the father, you know, being patient with me, the heavenly father being patient with me, and and I kind of realized in that moment I need to model to him mm. what I'm talking about right. here, and so I went inside and I grabbed a glass, and I filled it to the top with water, and I gave it to my son, and I said, hey buddy, do you want to Try to try to do this challenge with Daddy. I think this will help us understand what Daddy's trying to say. He said, "Yeah." And I said, "How can you walk from here to there?" And I pointed at a place just a little bit further away. Can you walk from here to there without spilling any water? And he's like, "Oh, you know," yeah. he got all excited. <laughs> and of course, he spilled some. And then I said, "Now, buddy, could you could you skip? Like, do you think you could skip without spilling any water?" Well, of course, if he walked yeah, and couldn't, right. he's not going to be able to skip. And so then he came back, and I refilled up the cup. You know, we were laughing and. I said, do you think daddy can do it? And he was like, I, you know, I don't know. I don't you know. know. Maybe. And so I walked and I didn't spill any water. And then I skipped and I and I was able to keep all the water in the glass because I was moving the glass with my movements. Right. I knew where I wanted to go and I was moving the glass with my movement. And I helped him understand, you know, when daddy asks you to calm down your emotions, how you're feeling, it's mm. kind of like the water in this glass. And if you can better understand how you're feeling, you're going to be better able to move with those feelings right? so that, that they don't just become overwhelming to you. And so that day, man, I, I, if this is helpful to anyone, please, yeah, yeah. please steal it. But that day we, we learned a trick where I told him, I want you to smell the flowers. And so I would hold my hand up in front of him like a bouquet and he would smell. And then I said, I want you to blow out the candle. And then he would... And in that day, I taught my son how to yeah. breathe deeply to gain control over his diaphragm and to have a, a mental picture of water pouring out of a glass is like yeah. my emotions when I can't control right. them. And so instead of just saying, calm down, calm down, yeah, calm yeah. down, control your emotions, take a breath, take a breath, I'm teaching him how. Sure. So I'm translating the complex. Like that's that's the whole point. And, or the ever-popular, use your words. Yeah. Use your, I mean, yeah. You, 
kids can use their words, but if they don't have words for what they're feeling, right. then it's almost impossible for them to express that. Yeah, so. and so so your comprehension of, of what you know, what you want them to know, yeah, you kind of have to be a translator of like, they won't get it if I say it this way. If, if I use those words, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So what do I really want them to know? And how can I actually use vocabulary that they get on their level to yeah. help them get the bigger picture? That's that's the challenge. And that's it good. is a challenge. But So there's a third. A third. And that would be um, to, to bring about application through experiences in life. So this okay. is a little bit different than the first one. This is not necessarily your firsthand experience. This is yeah. their firsthand experience. Okay. So they're going through something. They have an experience. And you're using those experiences as teachable moments. Mm. Um, and, and so again, like let, let's go go back to my kids here for a second. There are times when I'm going to use your phrase, use your words. Yeah, dude, my kids, they, they, there are times when I wish that were true. <laughs> there are things that <laughs> that I don't understand, and they get really upset because they've got these expectations. Yeah. They thought it would go a certain way. They thought yep. it would happen like this, and it didn't. And you know, my wife and I didn't know they wanted that. And so what I've learned is that sometimes we have teachable moments and we've created common language, but I'll say, sometimes, buddy, you have an inside thought. It's in your head. And how do we help inside thoughts become mm. outside, outside thoughts, thoughts so yeah. that other people know them? And their answer is we use our words. Yeah. And I've had to coach that up and train that, but sure. now they know it. It's prompted. They know it. And so now they understand if I have a thought in here, it's not fair for me to be upset at you if you didn't know it, if I never told you. Yeah. Now, they may not say it that articulately, right. but that's the, the principle they're getting. And so they're going to have experiences in life. And what an opportunity parents have to create teachable moments mm-hmm. through reflection, through asking good questions, through helping them process, yep. to bring about application through that experience. Yeah, that's great. And so you know, when it comes to passing on knowledge, as they live life and they have experiences, yep. there's biblical principles a parent can bring about through simple yep. asking questions, conversations. Yeah, that's great. So let's wrap it up because I think we're going to move on to the next one. But I think if you're going to pass on knowledge or instill knowledge, based on all the things we've been talking about and particularly what you've hit here on the end is you have to be willing to have a conversation with your kids. And mm-hmm. my kids are a lot older than yours. And I yeah. can tell you this, like, what you're doing now is going to reap benefits later because your kids, their lives get more and more complicated, and it, you're going to want to be able to have conversations conversations with them later. And if you're not having conversations with your kids now, there's not a f- switch that just mm-hmm. flips that all of a sudden they go, oh, my parents never talked to me and I never talked to them, but now I'm going to. No, it doesn't work that way. You, you have to be able to have conversations with them early on, trying to instill knowledge for them both the rules and the experience, all those things. And if you do that, you're beginning to pass on faith. But not just that, you're you're establishing this normal thing of, hey, we have conversations that will play out later on in their lives as teenagers and, and beyond is what I'm finding. Yeah, so. that's good. And last word I'd give to parents is like, if if you're letting the fear of not doing it perfectly, you know, inhibit the process. Uh, no one's doing it perfectly. Yeah. We're all learning from each other, and I, I would say it's better to go after it and try, uh, and you know, n- not have answers to questions and not yeah. know how to respond to things. But you're engaging in it rather than ah, I'm just going to pass them off to the church yeah. to do that because um, no, you're the most influential yeah. person in their lives. So I, I would even argue that your kids would find you more real if they realize. I, I think they don't want a parent who has all the right answers. 
I think they would rather have a parent who maybe doesn't have all the right answers yeah. but works towards what those look like. Yeah. So. so parents, be encouraged. Have grace on yourself and get after it.